Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetfriar. I have such a wonderful show for you today. It has to be good because on the show today, later in the program, we have the one and only Lady Bunny with us um, to talk a lot about her latest one-woman show called Transgesture, which will be coming to San Francisco on April the 13th and the 14th, and uh, we'll be talking about that specifically when we get to her. But first up, we're going to be visiting the HAP of the Dinah 2017, which just happened last weekend in Palm Springs. And I understand it was a fabulous time, as always, um, with Mariah Hansen and her crew that put on the Dinah every year. Uh, we here at It's Everything, we are a media sponsor. And I send a, a team of people to go cover the events while there, as well as to document the happenings for all of you once they return. And so I've called upon our lead correspondent, Sydney Marie, to um, kind of fill us in on what occurred at the dino. Hello, Sydney Marie. Hello. How are you, fresh back from your trip to the diner? I am doing absolutely fantastic. How are you? You, you know you're exhausted, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am beyond exhausted. <laughs> My my voice is like halfway gone. Yeah, this was your second time to the Dyna. My do, second time. You do such a great job representing us here at It's Everything. I really you appreciate. So I really appreciate that. So if you were to, you know, I mean, the Dyna is an experience that you know everyone walks away with saying, "God, this is this is amazing. I enjoy it." But then, you know, it the, the thing that keeps the Dinah so um, uh, wonderful is that people keep coming back. It's not just a matter of people experiencing it for the first time. There are tons, there's, you know, tens of thousands of, of women who come back year in and year out. So with that in mind, you know, this is your second one in a row. How would you rate this against the first one? Or can you explain how the differences that you experienced happened? Yeah, absolutely. I think your first time at the Adina is always a little overwhelming. Um, there's so many beautiful women. Um, there's so many different areas. There's so many different parties and, and different locations to be at times. And you're trying to make sure that you're, you know, here at the right time to see the right people. Um, and it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's a big, fun mess your first time. Uh Um, and it's a bunch of memories and experiences that you'll never forget. Um, and I think that between that time and this time that I went, um, I was a little bit more organized, (laughs) I might say. Um, I packed a little bit better this time. Those are just two of the biggest things. But there was a great, great, great fabulous turnout this year. Um, between uh, last year and this year, they, they split up the dance floors. Um, they had two different floors um, at the Hard Rock Hotel. Um, it was fantastic. You could be really up close with the DJs, line up and personal on the stage. Um, it was it was a great, great, great layout. That Mariah and and everybody did a fantastic, um, fantastic job this year. Yeah, Mariah Hanson, who who is the producer of the event, and has been I I I can't even what twenty seven years something is it's 
a long time. Oh, and oh my gosh, I didn't even know it was that. I've been I've been shortchanging Mariah. I hope she doesn't get a wind of that. Um, no, no. Yeah, she said she's been doing this for about 33 years, and uh, she was laughing at us because she said it's about, uh, it's probably um, older than half of your age. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. Now, the one thing that I always am impressed with are the caliber of entertainers that, come to the diner to perform and the many of them are you know, right at the beginning of their blow up you know what I mean there's so yeah, many people absolutely. in the past who have performed there who were just ready to blow up and then after their performance there you know you know it just it, it happened you know so the, the, yeah the, there's so many um Katy Perry's in there and then blew up immediately after uh BB Rexa was there mm-hmm. um, for anyone who knew she, she was and BB Rexa is huge now so there's been a lot Lady of Gaga's been there, there before Gaga yeah absolutely um Angel Hayes was just there last year so I mean there's been so many people um, <laughs> this year FHB this new um group that is I'm sure about to explode was absolutely phenomenal. You never see their faces. Um, it's all just pure voice and visuals and talent. So it, it's fantastic. But and, and then they throw you back because they had CC Pennis in there this year, Black Box. Oh my goodness, it was absolutely amazing seeing CC Pennis and Black Box. They both tore it up. Black Box owned the crowd at the pool party. It was absolutely phenomenal. Her outfit and her nails, her dancer came out and was just hit on man. It was, it was, I was like, okay, okay. But, you know, it's just like that, that, you know, let's see, Butterscotch, which did a wonderful closing party um, performance. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, she, she did everything live from the music to the guitar to the singing uh, with a loop pedal. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, it takes so much to be able to do that and pull that off live. It was amazing. Um, and then we've had, uh, we had Margot on the show here. You know, she's about to release her, her new EP, Black Cocaine. Uh, her, her, her performance was wonderful as well. It was absolutely wonderful. I have to admit, I am um, incredibly obsessed with everything about her, <laughs> her music. Uh, she is flawless from head to toe. Um, and her music is phenomenal. Um, she does a lot of live stuff as well. She mixes her own music live um, at the performance. It was fantastic. Her EP, I'm sure, is going to be phenomenal. I pretty much have listened to Want You, Need You like 400 times. Uh, that song is amazing. And she kind of like was saying, oh, yeah, I kind of released that. I go, girl, that song is off the hook, you know? Yeah, I know. And then I heard her say it's not going to be on the EP immediately because if it disappears, I'm going to cry. Uh, and then you went to the comedy show as well, did you not? I did. Julie Goldman was hilarious. Um, everyone was absolutely hilarious. And then even afterwards, to see Julie Goldman on the red carpet, she immediately just carried that straight onto the red carpet and was, the press was, we were laughing so hard, it was hard to take pictures. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She's hilarious. And she goes a mile a minute in her, her comedy act so that you have to keep up because yes. her mind's just going and she's just going, going. Everything's funny. But you can't spend a lot of time, like, trying to <laughs> digesting that. You've got to be ready for the next one, yeah. Yes, it was great. It was a fantastic experience, absolutely. Now, the one person we had on the show that has been, if, she, if I'm not mistaken, she told me she's been to at least 22, 23 of them. 
and is a crowd favorite is yes. the uh, the real world world world's Rose, Rosie Garcia, and I think she hosted every pool party. She hosted almost every pool party. Um, was absolutely fantastic. The crowd loved her, absolutely loved her. Um, I got some great footage of her just going crazy on the stage, hyping up the crowd. Um, she hosted all of the contests, which were hilarious. Um, it was a great, great, great time. Matter of fact, you won one of the contests, didn't you? I did. I won the, the bikini with the martini contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, you, you definitely come from the It's Everything crew, that's for sure. Um, you know, doing, and then also, um, what's so great about the Dinah is they actually have, um, one thing that we talk about a lot on the show is how um, in every form of entertainment, the representation of women is so downplayed, even though it is extremely um, in abundance. And from, you know, singers to um, dancers to and including DJs. And the Absolutely. one thing that um, the Dinah does is give a great platform for so many female DJs to play and have a good time and just show what they got, including they have like a battle of the DJs there um, with, you know, these women from all over the United States and the world. And, you know, of course, this year was no different. We had Kiara um, Kennelly, who was uh, on our show and also played, and she's just now branching into D play, being a DJ after a very long and successful career as a surfer. You know, and I know this was her first, her first uh, Dinah. So what was like, how was it like seeing so many, you know, I'm sure hearing new DJs that you may not even have been aware of and, yeah. you know, and talking, because I know you talked to a lot of them um, afterwards and before. DJ, like in the world of DJing and producing, is such a male-dominated world. Um, I am a part of a lot of um, different promoting companies that throw EDM events, and it's extremely male-dominated. The the amount of female DJs that there are out there are, are very slim that are, are noticed and that are given press and, and the amount of attention that they deserve. And mm -hmm. I find myself normally having to search for them. Mm -hmm. So to come to Dinah and just be surrounded by talented female DJs is absolutely amazing. I come home with a whole playlist of 12, 13, 15, you know, brand new female DJs that I've um, probably never heard of before. And if I have, I've gotten to see them live now, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, the DJ battle was absolutely fantastic. Um, talent from all over, um, DJs from Atlanta, Los Angeles, San Francisco, um, Florida. It was, that was an absolutely fantastic thing to watch. Um, seeing, uh, Kiala was fantastic. She went on right after FHV and just tore the crowd up. Like, and it's flawless from head to toe. Her hair and makeup, oh my gosh. I, I, she should be a model. She should actually be a model. Oh my gosh. And her little dog, Coco Chanel, is the cutest thing <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but it was great um, talking to a lot of people. Um, DJ Val G was there. We played a Yay, Val G from the base. Yeah, it was great. We had a lot of fun. And to be so personable with everybody, um, DJ Good Boy, oh my goodness, some of the best fun I ever had at Dinah was just random moments with DJ Good Boy. So it was just so great to see everyone walking around and being so intimate and personal 
um, it, it's just a great time. Yeah, and then of course Bridget McManus was there. You know, she's one of our yeah. favorites and was on our show last she year. Is my red carpet favorite. Yeah, she, she's 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 hilarious. Favorite last year. <laughs> yeah, hilarious, hilarious comedian as well as actress, producer, director. She does it all. Involved with telefilms yeah. a lot on their stuff. Um, but you always you always seem to. Um, be a crowd favorite yourself there, um, working the crowds with a lot of the celebrities. There's so many celebrities that um, people who follow you on, on your Instagram, which is at Sid, yeah. C-Y-D, Junius, um, if they, you know, follow, they, you always get great compliments from people on there. And I know, you know, Butterscotch and you hit it off and, um, you yeah. know, but one of your... I- one of your favorites this year seemed to be Madison Page. Yes, I had an absolute great time with Madison Page. Um, it turns out we were staying next door to each other at the diner, um, and it was fantastic. We had a great time uh, just hanging out on the patio, um, really getting to know each other personally. It's great to be able to sit down and, and you know, have a conversation with somebody that is such a high stature and is known by so many people. Um, and sometimes I feel like people forget you know, that these are actual people and they have actual interests and personalities and they do real things. So it was, it was great to sit down with her and just hang out. Uh, we took a lot of awesome pictures. Um, we just had a really, really, really good time. Um, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely be in contact. And I'm, I'm hoping to have them here on the show soon, Madison Page, as well as her girlfriend, TJ. Um, definitely said that they would love to be on the show to talk to us and give us a little rundown and catch up on the Dinah. Um, so I'm hoping to make that happen very soon. Well, that would that. be great. Be so open yeah. for that to have all of that happen um, on on there. And I hope, and I know, you know, there's no numbers in yet. It's probably too soon to um, figure out everything. But they did do, and I mean, they, um, uh, Mariah and the Dinah crew had a, a big fundraiser this year um, to mm-hmm. benefit the NCLR. And um, and it was in conjunction with Tito's Vodka. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Mariah came on stage at the end of the pool party, and she did a, a fantastic speech. Um, they, you know, brought um, some more people out on stage that, that talked about organizations, um, really brought up uh, women empowerment and women in government. And uh, it was just a really, really nice thing to see so many women come together and actually care about a cause. Um, and it was really easy. All you had to do was pull out your phone. Um, text the number um, and text the amount that you wanted to spend and boom, bam, done, you know, you're donated. And um, they gave away prizes for donations. They had these cute little shorts and T-shirts. So it was a lot of fun. Great. I'm sure they, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they did well. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but I'm sure they went there. Well, I, I, I guess I can say that um, it, it won't be too hard to get you to go again. I plan on going to Zina until I, I can't physically go anymore. Wow. <laughs> yes. I, I am hooked. I love it. I love being there. Um, I hope to be there as press for as many years that I can. Um, I love shooting and getting to know everybody, um, and I, I love that I have um, this uh, group of people that really love to see, um, you know, there's a lot of people who can't be there and can't make it, and so it really um, makes me happy to be able to post all these pictures and videos um, and live experiences, you know, while I'm there so that people can feel like they're there as well. Um, and I hope that everybody gets to experience Adina at some point. Um, it was a great, great, great time, something that I look forward to absolutely every year. Yeah. Um, and if you were not there, go ahead and check out my Instagram at C-Y-D-J-U-N-I-O-U-S. 
Um, all of the videos and pictures are all there. It was a great time. And you can also go to um, to the IG on at it's everything with BB. Also, you can find the, the same thing or on Facebook on it's everything with BB Sweetbriar or I think on Twitter on our Twitter at it's everything BB initials BB. Um, so yeah, you can find it everywhere. That's what we did um, at the diner with um, Sid, Sid, Sid um, here on the phone with us. Yeah, well, I'm going to hashtag everything is everything with TV. Uh, so if you look under it's everything with TV, you'll find everything from the entire diner experience. Yeah, and, it was really uh, fun. It seems yeah, like it was really, really I'm fun. For next year. I'm well, already ready. Well, thank you for giving us a, you know, a brief but complete rundown and update of your experience there at the Dinah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm okay. looking forward to being back. Okay. Thanks, Sydney, for filling us in on what happened this year at the Dinah 2017 in Palm Springs. It's time for us to move along, and, and we're going to take a quick break. But when we return, we're going to be back with the phenomenal and legendary Lady Bunny. We'll be right back after that. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Sines, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care. Serving your community. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for staying with us and welcome back to It's Everything. If you just joined us, we just got through with an update of the happenings at the Dinah 2017 with our correspondent, Sydney Marie Junius, who reported back on what she experienced at this year's event, and it was phenomenal as usual. So congratulations to the Dinah, and we look forward to being a part of your media team next year. But coming up right now, I happen to have uh, a funny lady who I've enjoyed getting to know over the last few years or 10 years, a decade or so, that I've known uh, the one and only Lady Bunny. Of course, she's the, the creator of Wigstock Wig and so many wonderful one-woman shows that we've seen over the past uh, 20 years as she has gone across the globe with her one-woman shows. And she will be bringing her most current and highly rated uh, show called Transgester uh, here to San Francisco on April 13 and 14 at the Verity Club that is being presented by Peaches Christ and Fudgy Frittage. Um And I can't wait to see it because it has been um, nothing but great reviews on this show. And so here she is. This the bunny that is a lady? It is. Oh, I'm sorry. I had the wrong number then. No, I'm sorry. 
Oh, <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I know how you're doing because you have been. I, I I can't even follow you anymore because I need a passport to follow your ass because you just are everywhere with this transgender show. Well, it's been going good and it's resonating with audiences. Um, you know, I I I knew that it would resonate with older audiences because. You know, I come from a time when we were fighting for acceptance, basic acceptance. I mean, I'm not as old as Stonewall. <laughs> <laughs> I may be in New York and I may be an old drag queen, but I'm not from Stonewall. But, but I mean, I, you know, when I was in my 20s, we were, the community was bound together because people were dropping like flies from AIDS. Mm -hmm. And so we were literally scared to death. It wasn't a livable disease like it is now, and there was no medication. So the, the community was really bound you know, together mm -hmm. by that and our fear of that and our grieving. And so, uh, and, and we had a purpose, get these drugs approved, um, you know, get the safe sex message out there, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know that gay people still, you know, face challenges, plenty of them with the you know, housing and work discrimination and where you can use the bathroom. But, it, it seems so, it, from someone with with my background of seeing people actually having to fight for their rights and not be able to even be out and keep their job, and, and, and we're going to sit, uh, you know, the, the way that we have been doing for the last few years, and, and say, you know, oh, I'm, um, you know, a gender queer, or I'm non-binary, or I'm, you know, I'm gender fluid, which I think gender fluid is when I'm in drag and I have diarrhea. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you know, like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, because here's the thing. While I find some of this stuff that, you know, uh, younger people are really getting into and compartmentalizing themselves, um... To, to be kind of silly, let me give you an example. I walked down the street today, mm -hmm. and um, there were uh, there was a black guy and a Puerto Rican guy, straight. Not normally is the kind of person that would talk to me, unfortunately, because <laughs> um, um, they were both very cute. And one of them said, "You know, um, bro, your shoes untied." To me, mm -hmm. well, uh, uh, now, okay. Am I really going to, to, to choose your battles, darling? Mm -hmm. Because this guy was trying to be nice to you. He wasn't gay bashing you. He wasn't. He, what, what, do, do I feel like I'm a bro? No. Do I, 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 I mean, do, but do I run over to him and say, I'm a drag queen. You're not supposed to call me a bro. Right. You're me. I'm calling glad. I mean, basically, it's somebody, you know, um, yeah. who is trying to do something nice for me. So it's like, I'm not at war with the world and I don't I don't understand this desire to put everyone in you know boxes and I mean I will follow some of these people who are you know into that um, on Twitter just to see what they're about and I had to block one girl because all she would do is send me charts of what is transgender and what is not transgender and I said baby I don't need that I've, I've grown up with trans women I revere trans women they are the closest you know people um, 
you know, in my life. And I'll tell you this, and Bibi, I think you know that this is true. We, you and I, mm-hmm. may be drag queens who are not trans, but but do your friends call you Bibi? Yes, they do. Well, my mother even calls me. So, I mean, is it not? I, I mean, even though we don't want to have uh, surgery or maybe even take hormones. We are in touch with our feminine side, Mm -hmm. which is actually closer to a trans person. I'm not saying drag queens are trans or not, Mm -hmm. but it's closer to someone who feels they want to go either halfway, you know, and, and, or, or, or have the full, you know, gender reassignment surgery or, or whatever. So I just don't understand where this wedge has come from. And there are some very bizarre, uh, you know, it, like I say, it's a generational thing. Um, you know, maybe I'm just older and can't understand it, but I do feel that there is a division, especially between the drag and the trans community. And I watched uh, Scratching My Head when and, um, you know, there was all that friction between, uh, Rupert, you know, Drag Race. and the trans. Yeah. And it's like, you know, all that, uh, stuff about tranny and, and, and she-mail. Well, do you know where they got that she-mail? They got that from my website where I said, uh, for contact info, uh, send me she-mail. she-mail me. Uh-huh. And all it was was a silly pun. In no way is that trying to, uh, uh, make light of any trans person's right. struggle or put them down. Right. It's a silly pun by a drag queen comedian. Yeah. And that's all it was on RuPaul's show. So I really think some of these uh, militant trans warriors get their periods before they get their fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and there lies the transgressor of this show. You know, we're still talking about this show transgester as if it really happened in January, you know, as far as like new show, new show, but you actually kicked this off last January, pretty much last what February or March, um, in 2016, but it's because it's been, you've gone from New York, New Orleans, you're going to be in San Diego, LA, you've been to London with this show. Um, and going back, because every it, show sold out okay. uh, 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 before I got there. So they booked me back for three weeks in June. So, but, 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 listen, but listen to what you're saying about this, because you, you, you just had this commentary about this divide, which I totally agree with you. I mean, I talk to people every day about how, um, you know, this new generation seems to be missing a little bit of the old struggle which they need to fall upon back upon now because of what we're going through now it's like you know it's like girl what were you when we were trying to explain this shit to you five years ago and now you're you know it's like hurry 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 quick 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 because i need to be brought up to speed and it's like you know um but but aren't you finding that that's why this is actually becoming more important to this generation with your kind of information in it, in a way that, hey, I can get some stuff from this, this delightful, shameless drag <laughs> that's going out there and put it to me. But I'm getting a lesson as well as getting some entertainment. Well, you know, and, and there is a part of the show that I call the lecture where I sit and I go through not just uh, – 
trans stuff, but, you know, um, cultural appropriation and, you know, all these new terms like little people and, you know, everything from kale (laughs) (laughs) to, um, you know, cultural appropriation. But, but, you know, uh, it's, I just feel that I, I knew that the older gays would kind of feel a little bit like I did too. But what's been wonderful is, is having younger people come to the show and, have them stick around to talk with me Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. because I do want to understand. And I would like for this to be a community that sticks together. And, you know, one, one thing that I'm, I'm able to say in the show that I wasn't when I started doing it was that we have this alt right or white supremacist or anti, you know, conversion therapist, uh, you know, promoting vice president. I mean, we've got, our enemies are on the rise and could easily strip us of any uh, thing that we've gotten, any rights that we've gotten mm-hmm. uh, so far. Could we, I, I'm not saying that, that, that anyone's concerns aren't important because we're all concerned about different things, but, um, you know, and that's never going to change, but maybe with this type of administration, could we maybe stop the infighting within our small community and fight the real enemy? Then get back to the squad <laughs> for names, you know, because I mean, there's some, you know, people saying, you know, uh, oh, you know, well, for example, Facebook has 56 different, different yeah, gender identities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but dig this. One of them is female to male. The next one is F to M. That's an abbreviation right. of the same thing. I think we've become, you know, so um, indulgent. And here's the other thing. Is, okay, you remember the drag boom of the 90s when Tu Wong Fu, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, RuPaul, Wigstock the movie, all of that. You know, drag was everywhere, right. everywhere. And then it went out of style. Okay, so now... We've got Ryan Seacrest promoting shows to make money. He, trans is hot enough of a buzz issue to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. You've got Will Smith's son, um, you know, who they're calling genderqueer. Um, I believe he's genderqueer when Chris Brown punches him in the face. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, 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 you know, which, which, which to, to me just looks so silly because there's like a Louis Vuitton ad with Will Smith's son. I don't remember. Is it Jaden? Yes. In the ad, there's three women made up as women, gorgeous models. And then there's him with a worked out male body, uh, dreadlocks. Um, you know, which, I mean, they're not even that long, um, and, and, and just wearing a skirt. So to me, it's just like a boy in a skirt. Honey, that's not genderqueer. Right. That's just trying to get, that's just a coked out publicist from a fading luxury brand that's trying to uh, throw their son out, so uh, uh, Will Smith's son out there in a, a, a skirt so they can uh, get more movies, uh, get, get more promo for, for Will Smith's next blockbuster flop. <laughs> action film. I mean, see, when they start to use the trans Mm -hmm. stuff and Ryan Seacrest and Louis Vuitton are using it, here's what I'm afraid of. After that drag boom in the 90s, their straights were really into drag. Then they dropped us like a hot potato. So when you tie 
this is what I would warn the trans people because sometimes they're not getting it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Caitlyn Jenner, for example, most would agree now that that was not that, that no, she is not a role model for the gay community. Mm-hmm. She is is a member of the political party that is trying to, um, you know, destroy Destroyer. the rights of the gay community. Right. She's trying to join the dumb bitch. Um, but uh, the all I'm saying is. If you attach your rights to a trend and that trend goes out of style, so do your rights. Right. And I worship trans people too much to, to see that happen. So if this is a teachable moment, as people like to say now, we need to be teaching the right stuff. And we're not. Glad is saying some things that do not make any sense. There was a, a, a an outcry recently when um, is it Mark Ruffalo cast some cisgender male actor as a trans role, mm-hmm. and Glad came out with a statement saying that cis male actors cannot play trans uh, roles because this will lead to uh, violence against trans people, and I said. That is a damn lie. Are you trying to tell me that that anybody went? Was there any report of anyone who saw the Oscar-winning Dallas Buyers Club went and saw Jared Leto, who is a cisgender male, I assume straight, uh, playing a trans uh, person? Saw him, said that's not a real trans person, and then went out and bashed a trans person. No, of no. course, that never happened. If you use that logic, then uh, somebody can look at. Then Laverne Cox misgendered herself by playing a sweet transvestite in Rocky and, Horror. Um, in, in, in in Rocky Horror, and and did anyone go and and say, oh, she's got boobs? Um, you know, she's a trans woman, and she's playing a drag queen. Therefore, I will go bash Lady Bunny or B.B. Sweetbriar or Heclina. I mean, no one would mind if Heclina got that. <laughs> uh, that, that, that is ludicrous right. to suggest that. And I think that we've got to start questioning our gay think tanks if they are trying to create wedges for whatever that don't exist. reason. That don't exist. Yeah, that have never existed. Mm-hmm. And this is also uh, goaded by websites always trying to get clickbait ad dollars by creating scandals which, you know, don't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Uh-huh. I, I totally mean, know. You know, so, I, I mean, it, it, I mean that's, since people aren't buying papers, we have to have, you know, uh, sensational headlines so that you'll click on them and then maybe click on the ads. That's just the way it works now. But yeah. I, 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 I just, I, 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 I do not understand. The, the, I, I just, there's no one in the LGBTIQA that has been closer to me as a drag queen than the trans community, yeah. and I, and now I can feel that uh, some tension arising, and I just don't understand it. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good time for us to take a little bit of a break, Bunny. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about your wonderful show, Transgester, and of course some other things that are going on with you. But we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with Lady Bunny.
and listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I am ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do. Especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. Now, Bunny, you've done this for years as far as your one-woman shows and always including, as you say, your, your, your lecture moments. But even within the funny parts of it, there's stuff, if you listen to the lyrics of your parodies and, and um, you know, all of that is tied to, you know, political information, um, community information, all that's in there. How do you tie all that stuff together into something that's entertaining and funny. You do it so well, right? Well, I'm going to tell you, I work with a comedy writer who is smarter than me. And <laughs> <laughs> funnier than me. No, I'm serious. Well, and, 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 you know, I, she, you know, we, we work on the dialogue in between songs. And when uh, I'm getting too preachy, she knows when to throw a joke in mm -hmm. or pull back or go into the realm of the absurd or tell a joke that's self-deprecating about myself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that it, it doesn't come off as a lecture. And um, her name is Beryl Mendelbaum. She's someone who we, who I met on um, Facebook mm -hmm. and um, you know, we've been working together for a, a few years, but th I think the reason that this show has gotten so much attention is, I mean, my show has always been dirty song parodies and, you know, one-liners in a laugh-in skit. I mean, that's what I've, and I'm still doing that kind of stuff. What's different is that I'm doing, I'm doing this, that raunchy material within a context of what can we still laugh at in a world that has become PC mad. Now, I'm not dismissing political correctness because I'm Donald Trump and I hate women, immigrants, and Muslims. I am dismissing political correctness because as someone from the far left, farther left than Bernie Sanders, mm -hmm. I mean, I am that person who signs the petitions about the beef populations dying. Mm -hmm. I am <laughs> a butthurt liberal who cares about way too many things, you know, that, that I should, you know, care about probably, but um, I still need to laugh. Mm -hmm. And I like to laugh at sick stuff. And my humor was developed in late night bars with very drunk 
people, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and we liked sick stuff uh-huh. <laughs> so 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 we we were we, we were rewarded um the, the the sicker our act the wilder the more insane the more you know nuts or offbeat cuckoo it was um you know that was uh that that was the goal the over the and top the more over the, the top the better and, and that's what and i mean because and I think that's where the term, because people call you delightfully offensive. Someone came to my show in San Francisco, and, um, you know, I made a joke about retarded people. It turns out she works with retarded people, and the joke really upset her, and she, I think, ran into the bathroom crying. And that's why I put on the ticket sale in every city do not come to this show mm-hmm. if you are easily offended or, you know, if you if you don't like raunchy humor. Because as much as I like doing it, I'm not trying to upset people. Mm-hmm. If you are sensitive and, and, you know, but at the same time, I do like challenging people. Mm-hmm. And also, comedy, I mean, that's what kind of stuff I laugh at. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no corporation paying me. I'm 54 years old. Um, if I can't do what I want, you know, in my own act, I mean, you know, I'm a 54-year-old fat man. <laughs> you know, I mean, my nuts are shoved up my ass. I mean, the, some of the rules are just going to be out the window, aren't there? I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just not, I'm, you know, and, and, and I say in the, in the show, there's an element of meanness mm-hmm. to comedy. And, you know, insult comedians like um, Don Rickles or Lisa Lampanelli or Bianca Del someone, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, um, you know, they go out into the audience and they find someone with a loud shirt or a much younger spouse shine a spotlight on them and make fun of them. Jackie B, you know, I mean, this is this is part of what humor is about. Nobody wants to go and see the um, the the drag queen in the Laura Ashley print, you know, prairie bonnet handing out homemade baked goods to the audience while complimenting them. And if you do, please go see Pippi Lovestock. <laughs> <laughs> Just love her. <laughs> you are hilarious. Now, what took you so long? Because you're coming to San Francisco with Transgressor, which is a, the SF premiere at the uh, Verity Club. Of course, that your show's being presented by the wonderful Peaches Christ and uh, Fudgy Fertage. Um, that's April 13th and 14th, Thursday and a Friday, so it ain't going to mess up anybody's, you know, uh, glorious Saturday weekend or what have you um, on that. But what, to, you know, like I said, again, the show's really been out there for about a year. And I know you're always, and I know we love you in San Francisco, and you love San Francisco as well, that it took this long for you to get here, because I know you usually kind of jump here pretty quickly when you've got something new to put out there, and this was taking a while for you to get here. Well, I didn't know that, I, I mean, I did do a show in San Francisco, and I didn't, I didn't call it that, but I, used, I, I tried out a few um, bits and pieces. I mean, San Francisco is, uh, I mean, I guess in this city, I mean, in this country, Miami and San Francisco are pretty much, 
you know, my my places where I have kind of, I mean, roots mm-hmm. in a sense. And um, uh, do I literally stop an interview to make a booty call? Not <laughs> <laughs> everyone can know what a whore I am. Hold on. Hello? I am. Where are you? How long will you take? Hurry up. Okay. <laughs> That was quick. I hope he's not as quick. I hope he's not as quick when he gets there as you were on the phone with him. But anyway, I hope he is because I have an appointment. Okay. But um, so I I did do bits and pieces of it, including one number, which you know they really seem to like in San Francisco, where I it's a version of I'm still here, where I kind of talk about. You know, not only changes in my own, uh, you know, uh, waistline disappearing, et cetera, et cetera, but I talk about San Francisco's gentrification, mm-hmm. which is very much on people's minds, and um, and you know, I mean, I talk about you know the uh, the, the changes in pop music, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so I kind of tailor it in each city to you know mention beloved. Uh, institutions which have closed or, you know, um, drag queens who I've known and hung out with, like Arturo, um, who, you know, have passed away. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, 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 the, the other reason it took me so long to get the whole show there is that I had no idea it was going to run so long in New York. Mm-hmm. And it, it ran for about six months and um, kind of uh, take it back there to Stonewall, and at Stonewall, there's so much power. Um, when you when you ask, um, what does LGBTIQ even stand for, and people don't know, and you're asking it from the stage of where gay rights started in this country, uh-huh. and it was actually very. Um, I mean, there were some there were some tough moments like. That we were performing, you know, the show during the time of the Pulse shooting, where Stonewall Inn became like a memorial, mm-hmm. where people were coming by every day and and laying, you know, flowers and candles. So it, it's funny because Stonewall, it's not the kind of place where you would take a a, a first date to impress them. <laughs> because it's not a chic right. place, but it is a lovable dive, and they've got so much history right. there. So right. It, it was the really to, to ask certain questions, you know, uh, about the gay agenda from that stage. I think gave it a lot of power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it also brought some, you know, like theater going types um, to. Uh, Stonewall for possibly the first time. Yeah, that actually that actually kind of says a lot there, doesn't it? Well, I mean, the New Yorker gave it a good review, <laughs> and even my dad gets to New Yorker in Chattanooga, Tennessee, so um, I, I, I think that helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going back to Soho um, in London. Yes, in June. Uh, in June. June. Uh, in June. So this show could be uh, hitting a, a two-year mark once, uh, you know, you get through the fall. Well, I mean, I, I continue to um, update it because there's always something. Well, that's a new thing um, for you. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, uh, well, I didn't say I updated my look. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, um, I like to, you know, I'm not a prolific writer, um, but uh, so I like to milk it, you know. Um, I mean, I would love, love, love to 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 tape it as a comedy special and yeah. get it in a film festival or something because um, it's um, it it you know I, I can't go everywhere and perform it. So yeah, well, this has been really great to um, you know see you in headlines quite a bit about this show. I mean, I, I haven't found anything that hasn't been anything but, you know, uh, just raving about the show for you. You know what I mean? And, and you mentioned something, and I think just because, you know, I'm actually older than you. I just think anytime we see... Oh, people, my God, are you calling from the hospital? I am, I'm actually, I'm actually, <laughs> wait, I got the nurse is trying to change my IV, so you might need to... Uh, uh, we might need to end this real soon. But, you know, to, to have people like you and, you know, even RuPaul continuing to be in the limelight as, as a drag performer, drag artist, doing what she does at the height, you know, still the, the, the person from which most of drag is measured by is, um, to me, at our, at our age, is, is, is really wonderful, you know, and <laughs> and maybe that will. And, and unlike unlike RuPaul, I still actually get in. Right. Oh my God. Ah! <laughs> uh, but I think it's really neat because I think that continues to keep that, even though there is that gap that we've talked about, generational gap. But I think that kind of is still, as it always has been, where drag queens have been that conduit between so many, you know, with either within our community or you know, the bridge between the gay and the straight because the straight likes the comedy or the performance of drag queens. And many times that's their only um, connection to the gay community at all. Um, we've, we've always filled those gaps, you know what I mean? We've always been that connector between either generationally, gender, whatever. We've been that kind of connection. And it's always good to see um, people in our generation getting some recognition and continued praise. Well, I think that another thing about drag queens is that we, um, you know, if, if you're a straight acting gay person who doesn't appear gay on the street, you're not going to get any shit. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the effeminate gay men, the butch dykes, the trans, the drag queens. We're the ones that's going to get the shit because we can't hide who we are. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I I I think that's why you know Stonewall combusted because it was it was not the 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 people the conservative looking gays who could you know pass for straight and retreat back into their straight world with ease mm -hmm. it's the ones that take the shit every day that had just had enough mm -hmm. yes indeed lady yes indeed you're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Now, how do you find time with all of this that you're doing um, and traveling and with this show, or doing show after show after show in one place? You know, we're talking about being stone, stonewall for, for six months. How are you continuing to do new music? Well, 
Um, I mean, my my last song is called For You, I'll Wait, and it took two years to make because I didn't get the vocals to the producer. For two years. <laughs> <laughs> a year and a half, I said, For You, I'll Wait. Uh, and he was very patient. Every once in a while, you meet that smoking guy, and you know deep down inside, this one is you're not 
going to be played on the radio unless it's an extreme fluke. Mm-hmm. And But there's something musical that I like to express, and so I keep doing it. I had a song out with a great producer named Michelle Chiaverini, who did a Rhodes to Rio um, compilation. I did an old song uh, that we kind of revamped called The Samba is Waiting. And it was like a tribute to the Brazilian Olympics. Mm-hmm. But I've never really loved the idea of doing um, like 
club music mm-hmm. in a cabaret setting. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked that. Yeah, I totally understand that. Totally understand that. But I'm really looking forward to having you here again. It's been, you know, I, I went to see your show last year at Oasis. Uh, when you came out, you killed it as always, and um, so I'm looking to see you. Well, I've never, I, you know, I, I've never worked with Peaches, or, or and I've been friends with Fudgy for ages. Right. Um, so. Well, girl, I know you've got a busy schedule, so I want to thank you for spending time with me today. It is always a joy. Talk oh, to you later, babe. Thank you. That was the funny lady herself, drag legend. Lady Bunny, who will be in San Francisco at Transgestered, her one-woman phenomenal show um, at the Verity Club on April 13th and 14th. For information and tickets, go to peacheschrist.com. I'm so much out of time, and I got to go, but thank you, everyone who's on the show today, and I will see you next time on this Everything. Bye-bye.